3: dan celia i want to be a nation that is on the biblical principles and the values and the ethics that are found in scripture personal economy financial issues that you need to know aligning
2: morality with
3: truth well i think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that
1: were intended for us by the founding fathers now here's your host dan celia
3: welcome back financial issues i'm dan celia 844-707-5533 It is Rapid Fire Friday. Thanks for being with us. Happy Father's Day to everybody for the weekend, and happy Flag Day. It is Flag Day, and uh, it is a great time. It is a great day to be praying for our country, flying your flag, showing your patriotism. Uh, Boy, we need an extra dose of that. I talked about that in the first uh, segment of the first hour, so I won't won't go through that again. But, boy, this is a time that we need to be thinking about our country. And, by the way, we need to be thinking about our country more than we ever have. Uh, before. So critically important uh, that we would uh, constantly remember uh, about our flag and how it's always been a unifying force. I don't know if you remember the sense of unity we all felt, and I'm sure you did, when we saw that flag flying over the World Trade Center. It was a, it was a uh, constant memory of what had happened. And um, there was a sense of unity underneath and around that flag at the time. And it it is being lost. It is being lost. And I guess the question is, do we have the confidence, faith, and belief right now with all the divisiveness in the nation, with all the divisiveness in the political world and structure of politics right now, which is at all-time lows, with all the divisiveness of all of that, is it even possible that we would be able to uh, uh, unite underneath the flag like we did uh, once before? And I hope, I hope it is, because I have a suspicion that we may need to do just that in the not-too-distant future. So, you know, when we look at what is going on, when we look at the turmoil around the globe, we look at increased tensions in Israel, Hezbollah, ISIS, building and growing back up again, rebuilding in Afghanistan. We see what's happening in Syria. We see the stress and tensions over Iran now bombing two oil tankers. Let me see. Oh, that's a ecological nightmare. Do you think they care about the uh, the environment? You think that's a something they should be worried about? No. They have been boasting on radio in Iran about how they control the flow of oil because of the Strait of Hormuz. If they continue to try to control that straight of hormones. They will be turned to dust probably under this president. They better be careful. But, you know, it is, it is a sad day when we see the divisiveness that happens. We, I'll tell you, our politics have reached all time new lows in everything they do, say, and are. It's become a, I don't know why there's so many people that are running. I don't know why people would want to do the job. I'm surprised we can find candidates to even run for Congress. How would you like to run for one of the most um, disrespected professions in the country? The only ones that really respect the politicians or the politicians themselves, they have a great deal of respect for themselves and they, for each other. It's a club of elitists, and, you know, they pat each other on the back and tell everybody how great they are and how good things are. It's a sad day. Hopefully, when the materialistic dependence that our society has on this country begins to fall apart we will unite let's hope that we can get back to the foundation of grace and faith and forgiveness and fortitude and uh, the things that only come from the presence of God in our country all right we have our AG report coming up and um, boy it's been more important than ever We see what's happening in the ag sector is amazing. You'll notice I have a number of uh, ag uh, reports and articles in my newsletter this week. If you don't get my newsletter, just go to the website. It doesn't cost anything. It's free. It's an email newsletter. But it's a very, very important part of our economy, more so than ever before. And we've got to watch it closely. And that's what Craig Hauger, our ag reporter, does for us. And we're so grateful to have Craig. And he's here every day at this time, and you can hear the replay of it any time during the day uh, on our website.
2: Here's Craig. We'll be back. This is Craig Haugard with your Financial Issues Ag Update. Corn had another strong day yesterday as concerns over reduced acres and weather challenges continue to swirl about the market. Private analysts and former released their latest planted acres estimate yesterday, and they're picking planted acres for the year at 84.8 million acres. If we pull the USDA's planted acres number out of Tuesday's supply and demand report and substitute the Informa number in its place while leaving all of the other assumptions unchanged, we would see the harvested acres decrease to 77.8 million. This would then give us a total production number this fall of 12.915 billion bushels. Add in the carry-in of 2.195 billion, we get a total supply this fall of 15.11 billion bushels of corn. Now the USDA is projecting a total demand for this fall or this year at 14.25 billion bushels, which would leave us with a projected carryout at the end of the 2019-20 marketing year of 860 million bushels. Now in Tuesday's report, the USDA was projecting a carryout of 1.675 billion bushels. And of course the May production was a projection of 2.485 billion bushels. Uh, It looks as if we have a potential for another dramatic decrease in the carryout, and of course, that's going to remain uh, friendly for prices. Now, in spite of the recent bullish price activity, weekly export sales numbers came in at 6.6 million bushels in yesterday's report, which was an increase from last week. As I record this, the overnight spot corn futures are trading up an additional nickel. The bean market found support from the continually wet forecast, but for the most part, the bean complex rode the coattails of the corn market yesterday. Although bean planting is late, with corn planting all but wrapped up in many areas, producers have been able to dedicate more time to getting beans in the ground where they're able to. It is worth noting that the University of Illinois research indicates that soybean plantings after June 10th lead to almost a 20% loss expected for soybean yields. Even though we're getting some bushels or acres planted, uh, we are going to see some yield drag on those acres. Weekly export sales were down from last week at 9.4 million bushels. In the overnight trade, spot soybean futures are trading up 3 cents. Wheat spreading between the three classes continues to be the main focus within the wheat market. The rains that are said to hit the Midwest continue to have varying effects on the three wheat classes. Recent and forecasted rains across North Dakota are helping solve dryness concerns in the Minneapolis spring wheat country. Rains in Kansas City hard red winter wheat harvest areas are causing some concerns, but the Chicago soft red winter wheat crop is starting to garner a lot of quality concerns after round after round of rain come through. Weekly export sales bounced back nicely after last week's negative sales, with 12 million bushels worth of exports reported for the week. In the overnight trade, Chicago, Kansas City, and Minneapolis are all trading two cents higher. Cotton posted a little stronger close, with July futures up 35 points at 66.92, but in the overnight trade, they've given back most of that and are trading 30 points lower as I record this. Livestock futures had a split session, with cattle weaker and hogs stronger for the day. August live cattle finished the session 42.5 cents lower, while August feeder cattle were down half cents for the day. August lean hogs seemed to be consolidating for the session. They were up 30 points. Class three milk futures resumed their upward trend after Wednesday's lower close. For the session, July futures were up 15 points yesterday as they settled at 16.87. In the overnight trade, spot futures were trading an additional five points higher. In the cash markets, choice beef boxes were down a nickel to settle at 2.22.10, while selects were $2.02 lower for the day as they closed out at 2.04.71. In hogs, the pork carcass values finished 50 cents higher to close at $83 and a penny. This has been Craig Haugard with your Financial Issues Ag Update. We'll be right back with more financial issues after this.
3: The opening statement in the Constitution of the United States says this, that we, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty. I don't know what part of that we don't get anymore. That was written by men who cared about this country deeply. Financial issues with Dan Celia. So I mentioned to you um, my opening comments on Flag Day. You can find that on our Twitter. Is it on Facebook? I guess it is. Yeah, it's on Facebook as well. On Facebook and Twitter, we put that clip up there. um, So you can find that. Uh, And, you know, please uh, share it. That would be great. If you could share that with um, friends and family, that would be nice. I sure would appreciate it.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Uh, Anyway, 844-707-5533. 844-707-5533. If you want to cue your call, you are welcome to do that. 844-707-5533. 844 707 55 Thirty-three. All right, let me go to calls. Uh, Let me go to Ed. Ed's calling us from Tennessee. Hi, Ed. Hey, Dan. Uh,
1: I'll start with one comment. I was at the South Haven uh, uh, Town Center some months ago, and I appreciate it. I appreciate it that you started out by talking about being stewards of the gospel. Hmm. Uh, It was just very good to hear that in combination with, you know, the financial stuff. And I also appreciate the fact that you're not passive regarding the culture, and if we are stewards of the Gospel, we cannot be passive about the culture.
3: Oh, wow. So anyway,
1: anyway, I'm glad I went, and uh, people have an opportunity to go to one. They're, they're a good event. Thank you, Ed. Okay, question is, uh, I'm a government employee, TSP, probably retiring in about five years. I paid off the house, and so now I have extra money. Okay. And uh, my wife has a little Schwab thing, and I've been looking at your your uh, templates, your models. Mm-hmm. And so one question is, uh, I mean, I'm thinking of just going for gr- your growth models and not income, but you might have an opinion on that. but my my primary question is, I look at like the energy stuff, yeah, all the options in there. It, I get overwhelmed. So yeah. if I want a certain percentage of my portfolio into energy. Do I just pick one out of the air? I don't know. I get overwhelmed when I look
3: at that. Well, remember now, you're only looking at the buy list, not the broad list. So you're ne- I don't want you to buy anything ever off the broad list. The idea is that the broad list is everything that I'm doing analytical work on. Everything on that broad list, of course, is biblically responsible. But my strategy is, for all of you... Is that you would never buy anything off the broad list. That's what makes the strategy work. That you would only buy something, let's say, in energy, if it is on the broad list. And you're not going to have all those things. As a matter of fact, there's only like four stocks right now on the broad list, and or on the buy list. I'm sorry, in energy, and you know, one of them's a refinery company, and the other ones are mostly there, primarily for income. And if you, if, if, if you were looking at, you know, uh, starting out by getting a little bit in the energy sector, you would go to the buy list and you'd say, all right, well, um, this is primarily the growth stock. Uh, it's highlighted in yellow, uh, and, or at least this one that I'm thinking of. Um, and that's primarily... That means that it's a foundational stock. It's a stock that you uh, put in there that's a good, solid company that is going to grow, uh, you know, has a great reputation of growth over the years, Uh, that is going to be one of those tried-and-true kinds of companies. Uh, Does that mean it's never going to go down? No, of course not. It is going to go down. It's down right now, as a matter of fact, uh, barely positive on the year, I think. So it is, doesn't mean that at all, but it means it's not one that you would want to mess with. You put it in your portfolio, you leave it with an enormous amount of confidence that over the next, you know, seven, eight, ten years, it's going to be up and you'll probably never look back as far as it, you know, going too awfully negative again. And it's just one of those foundational pieces of your, your portfolio. So when you look in the buy list, you may see 10 things on the buy list too. And I would tell you to look at, you know, look at things that are mid-cap, large-cap. Don't look at the really micro or small-cap because they're a little too aggressive. You can still stay in growth. And um, when you try, let's say I'll just use energy for an example. So now we're going out, I'm going to go out three or four years from now, and now you've got a pretty well-diversified portfolio, and hopefully in an energy sector, you would have maybe a refinery, a not gas company, maybe an oil company that's straight up, you know, oil primarily, maybe a service sector company, one that is servicing oil rigs, something very different. So in energy is, is unique in the sense that you can diversify within the, the sector uh, a lot more than you can in a lot of other sectors. So, you know, you don't want more than four positions, maybe five tops in any one sector. You'll get too diluted, It'll it, you know, um, but you want to have, you know, three, four, five, you know, somewhere in that neighborhood of position. But stick to the buy list. You won't be so overwhelmed, yeah.
1: Well, you educated me. Obviously, I missed something. Thank yep. you.
3: No problem. Yeah. Thank you, Ed. Man, I appreciate your encouragement. What a blessing. You're welcome. You're, thank you. 844-707-5533. Our lines are open. 844-707-5533. Let me go to Jean. Uh, Jean's calling us from Texas. Hey, Gene.
4: Thank you, Dan. I, uh, this almost leaves me speechless. I've been with the credit union for so many years, and have this this checking account with them, and they're not paying me. Uh, I found out they're not paying me any dividends for for only the uh, the monthly checks that's being put into there. Now there's a lump sum in there, but they said they're only paying me dividends on uh, on what is uh, you know put in my retirement monthly and then it's only for a certain time of that monthly period like you know from the first to the 25th or something like that and they're giving me a point zero one mm-hmm. interest on that they're not giving me interest on the whole amount. it's just on those uh, deposit monthly deposits which they tell me is only for a certain you know like said limited time in there, and I'm looking on this sheet that says, uh, you know, it's a checking account comparison, it, I don't have any A, D, and D insurance. Well, isn't that what insures my money, from that it'll be there in case something happens to the bank? What is that A, D, and D insurance? Well,
3: it's, it's so credit unions use, they don't use FDIC like a bank does they're insured through one of two sources that their, their deposits are insured. Now, I can't speak for that credit union, but I know that uh, Christian Community Credit Union, everything is insured for the maximum amount that is allowed no matter how many accounts you have. So the bank, for instance you would be insured up to $250,000. But that would be your checking account, your savings account, your CDs. They would all count in that. Christian Community Credit Union counts each account separate from an assurance perspective. That's one thing. So you're, I, don't, I don't know exactly the name for those initials, but that credit union is insuring your various accounts through one of two different uh insurance and i i don't know why i have no idea why that wouldn't be insured that checking account um you'd have to ask them that doesn't uh that doesn't make sense to me so i don't understand that the only thing that would would make that uh, understandable is that they do like bank and only insure a certain amount of money in your name. And so you may be over that certain amount of money. So that checking account.
1: Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Jumba Casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life
0: no purchase necessary vgw void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere
2: This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: You know, would not be insured. That's the only thing I could think of. But um, you'd have to ask them that, Gene.
4: They're not getting a dividend on only the, the, those, those little piddly, che- well, not piddly, but checks that are
3: deposited monthly. Right.
4: And, yeah, and, I, you
3: know, I, I, don't, I don't understand that either. So, you know, they, okay. it's just a set of rules that they have, I guess, that, you know, um, I mean, the only thing you can do is go, to your local community bank or another credit union, like Christian Community Credit Union, and you can go and ask them, you know, how they operate. But that, you know, that could be a lot of hassle, but, you know, change and change your accounts over. Or ask those, um, you know, them it, where you are if you can put that money in something that is getting a little bit more interest uh, and, and. Uh, you know, and and the ins- the insurance coverage.
4: Dan, I, I appreciate that. Now, I'm I'm I've got this priority now. Express here, that I'm going to write me a check and put in there and send it to another place where I've got some money that they pay me. Uh, you know, a point eight uh, a five dividend. Okay. And uh, now, would it be good? Now, uh, I'm uh, you know I'm thinking of writing this check. I'm, call, I'm, I'm going to just keep a few piddly dollars here in this thing
5: because
4: uh-huh. right now it's my check writing experience thing. And to you know, save, save my energy at age 92, I'm going to write a bulk check. I'm thinking and send it to this other place in the
3: panhandle
4: where they pull, pay 8.5 and just send it in this Priority
3: Mail Express thing. Well, I, thinking, is, it, is it a bank that you're going to send it to? Uh, no, it's it's an it's another credit union and they're paying. Did you say eight point five? No point eight. Oh point eight five. Okay. Okay. Yes. you scared me uh-huh. for a minute because I was afraid you were Doing something that wasn't right. Yeah, that's fine. I you might want to do You know a credit Christian community credit union. They're paying four percent on a CD well, where is the one down here in Dallas County? Well, you can find a uh, a branch that you can work with that is part of the co-op of credit unions that you can make deposits to. So I'm going to give you their phone number, Gene, and you can call them. Um, I'm going to put you on hold. Darlene will give you the phone number because I, I got to go to this break. Thank Thanks. you. Jean. Thank you, Gene. God bless you. Thank you for calling. Welcome back. Financial Issues, 844-707-5533, 707 5533 If you want to queue your call up, let me go to uh, David. David's calling us from Oklahoma. Hey, David.
6: Hey, how are you today, Dan? Good. Good. Uh, I had a question on um, designation PS35, and uh, there is the um, the code for the uh, the stock. However, there's a designation two-letter abbreviation after that, and I was wondering there are two um, under that company. What is that abbreviation?
3: Well, I I CS thirty five P oh S- thirty five yeah. Well, that that that's because it's a preferred stock. So if that so a preferred stock either has its own symbol or it has a symbol that the the first letters make up the symbol of the common share, the company that's issuing the preferred, and then with another designation behind it that is for that particular preferred stock.
6: Okay, there are two listings of preferred stocks under that company and there are two different uh, abbreviations after the first three letters, and I was wondering what the difference was
5: that.
3: There are different preferreds that have been issued at different times. One of, them, one of them may be paying 5.5%. One may be paying 4.9% or 59 5, 5. One may have a next call date of July 2020. One might have a call date of April 2021. So they're, di- they're just different, different in that regard. They're just different so, issues. That particular okay. company has probably... Seven or eight different issues.
6: So if I go in now, that will be a different issue with, with what they'll be uh, putting on in a new date that will become due at a later time.
3: Well, well no, if you, go in, if you go in now, if you look at a description of that and you go in now, that's the one you're getting. Just the oh, one that's described. And you'll have that until they call it. Okay. And then if they call it, then you have to go some, you know, get another one.
6: Yeah. Very good. Another question I might have, uh, you, uh, suggest a fifth. I'm in in the income area. I'm 64. So I'm transferring everything into, uh, income. Okay. So, uh, you, you list to have 15% in cash. Now, does that mean in cash in my account or should I have that in a money market? Yes. Scenario.
3: Yeah. That can be, that can be in a money market account that, Money market account can be <coughs> in your, you know, wherever you're buying your stocks. You already have a money market account in that. You might not realize it. But there's, there's a money market account there, and that's what that means. It means 15% of investable money. It's not your savings, your emergency savings that you have at home in the bank. It's not that. This is money that could be invested if, if need be.
6: Very good. One last question. There's a company that I have been watching and have known about for quite some time. I've never seen it on your buy list. And I went to the uh, website and punched it in, and it showed a uh, uh, top-quality, um, biblically responsible company. Uh-huh. So uh, I don't know if I might mention it over the air. Yeah, you can uh, tell me if it's you, not on my
3: list. You can uh, tell me. Uh,
6: I never saw it as Cincinnati Financial.
3: Uh huh. So
6: I've I've looked at it and it, everything shows really good from what I've seen. So I'm just wondering uh, you what your take is on that particular company if you've looked at that
3: one. Um, I know the company. Um, I you know I know the. Uh, the company I know what uh you know what they do and so on and so forth uh it's not a company that uh, it has i know at one point in time it was on my uh radar screen uh it's kind of in stall mode right now on my radar screen in other words it's not on my uh, radar i'm not doing any further evaluation on it uh but I can't – I'm trying to remember exactly why I can't, but it's probably – are they a bank? They do banking? Uh, it's a reinsurance company. Oh, it's a reinsurance company, yeah. Yeah, maybe it might just be a function of I uh, have several other reinsurance companies that I feel are a little stronger that are on my list, and it might be just that. But I'm not, I, I'm not sure. Of course, if it's biblically responsible and you know the company and you like the company and you want to you go into it, that's fine, but um, – and it would be listed under financials if you have the portfolio tracker. But um, it, if I'm not mistaken, it's, it's not one that's going to be on my buy list anytime, anytime or my broad list anytime soon. Um, okay. But I say that, you know, and I might be wrong. I mean, I have so many on the sidelines there that I've been looking at, and I know that's one of them. Just, I'm, I just don't recall where it all is, and I don't have it in front of me, so I apologize.
6: No problem.
3: All right. Well, those are the three questions I needed to answer. Good. Thank you. All right. Two out of three
6: is not bad. Thanks. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> <laughs> Have a good weekend. All Thank right. You so much.
3: Thank you. Bye. You too. 844-707-5533. Uh, let me go to Jason. Jason calling us from Texas. Hey, Jason. Hey, Dan. How you doing? Good. Happy day to you. Thank you. I appreciate
7: it. Hey, uh, I was calling because... Uh, I talked to you back at the, me and my wife talked to you back at the um, retreat, and we told you that our we were in a car accident last year, and our daughter was injured pretty badly. And um, we have, we've gotten the, the, we've gotten the settlement from the lawyer where they've given us three options for annuities, and we're wondering if one of these three are the best option or if you had a different uh,
3: choice in mind. Well, is the op- one of the options a uh, life payout? Uh, they doesn't look like
7: there's a life payout. There's um, one that's a four-year payout, one that's a five-year payout, uh, one that's a um, a payout until age 25.
3: Mm-hmm. How old's your daughter? She's four right now. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do any kind of uh, structured settlement. It's called where it's a payout um, over a period of time unless it's large enough that some oftentimes the courts will want a a structured payout where it's going to take you five years or a period of time to get all the, uh, you know, to get all the proceeds. And if it's something like that, I'm fine with it. And I would take the shortest term um, as long as the total doesn't change of what you're going to get, uh, mm-hmm. and I would take that payout, and you have an opportunity uh, to with that with that payout, obviously to invest it f- uh, for her uh, in a way that you know you could you could she could basically uh, you know be set from a retirement perspective uh, retirement at a very early age if someday she decided to do that and i would i would rather see you do something like that okay um looks like the
7: total interest that she's going to get is the same for the four-year and the five-year payout but then the payout to age 25 that, that increases the the total yield um of course she's not going to start getting it until she's 18 for either one of these but yeah um the like they said, the one
3: from which you get until age 25 will be um, somewhat higher. So that, that may be a better one since you're going to get more money out of it. Um, so she's going to get that from 18 to 25 as opposed to 18 to 22 or something like that, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that would, be, I think that would probably be the, the way to go. And are you signing off on this now? You have to sign Uh, off on which one you're going to take, and there is no option of taking a custodial fund now for the entire amount? uh, We haven't
7: talked to the lawyer exactly about everything they give us. They send us these options by email, and we're asking to set up a date when we can talk about this. And we're looking to try to find. What the better option was if there was a better option?
3: Well, the bet, i mean, I, I would rather see a a, um, a a payout, total payout. Now, it's in the in the what the structure. This kind of settlement is is as beneficial to the lawyer as you can imagine. So, um, uh, but I I would rather see a total payout, and oftentimes there is some issue with the court where they want to make sure that, you know, they, they get concerned, this is a legitimate concern, that somehow the parents are going to, um, you know, uh, uh, waste or make poor decision with, okay. with, with the money if they give them a, pay, uh, a straight payout. But I would talk to them about that because that's the best option. I mean, if you want to do the best you can for your daughter's future, that is a much better thing to do because these, the, the these payouts payout. like this, she's five years old. They don't start paying out till she's 18. By the time she's 18, they've already made enough money to make the payout and they end up paying out nothing. You know, you know it's uh, okay. where you could be doubling that money between by the time she's 18 or 20 and uh, have a lot more money to continue on for her to to uh, have a better situation so you need to ask that question okay all all
7: right
3: all right thank you Dan all right Jason thank you I appreciate it 844-707-5533 we have lines open I'll be right back
6: The opinions and recommendations expressed by Dan are his own and do not necessarily represent the opinions of this station or any of the show's sponsors.
3: 844-707-5533, folks. We've got another hour and ten minutes left. If you want to cue your call, you're welcome to do it. 844-707-5533. By the way, all the indices in negative territory this morning... Uh, They started out okay. They were a little bit in positive territory. Right now they're looking uh, in negative territory, not enough to even talk about or worry about, but they are in negative territory. The Nasdaq's down a half or 1%, but, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's, everything else is uh, not enough to be too awfully concerned about, but um, sentiment anyway, uh, a little bit negative right now. Uh, I don't know that that's going to change anytime in the near future. Uh, based on all the things, all the, all the uncertainty that is out there. And the uncertainty continues to grow. I mean, it's, it's like we get rid of something and something else comes up. The, again, as I said in my commentary earlier this morning, the geopolitical events um, of the day are just astronomical. I, I'll tell you, I don't remember ever. And there are guys that have been around, um, uh, well, not a lot longer than me, but longer than me, um, but that may remember a situation. I mean, I, I can remember some pretty heightened Uh, situations like the oil embargo, you know, the early 1980, 1978, 79, 80. You know, I remember that very, very well. I was tracking things very closely then, too, like I do now. And, you know, I remember those days really, really well. And it was scary. There was a lot of volatility. There were a lot of people scrambling. But, you know, uh, that was really it. I mean, that was really it. Like, we didn't have some other uh, so-called black swan event that was uh, on the verge of happening or happening and and uh... made it made a huge difference so today this is unprecedented we've never had this kind of instability you know so we've got all this political instability not here i mean here too yes but around the world i mean it's everywhere i mean look at france look at the uk right now uh... look at e- even israel right now with some political uh... instability i mean you know we've, we, we we got to be uh, praying that Netanyahu gets back in. So, you know, we're, we're seeing all of that play out. Uh, political instability with the Ayatollah, you know, in Iran, who um, is, is, you know, radical and fueling his oats after we've given him billions of dollars in wooden boxes and crates, uh, you know, in cash. And, you know, we, we have all of this going on at one time and no real settlement in the future of anything, then we add trade on top of that, not only the trade deal between us and China, but all the trade deals that haven't happened yet, that need to happen, that haven't started yet, that need to get started. That brings in another level of uncertainty. 844-707-5533. Let me go to Linda. Linda's calling is from Texas. Hi, Linda.
5: Hi, Dan. I'm calling about um, stock number MA39, M- uh-huh. and I received an email from Fidelity this morning saying that my account will be affected by a voluntary corporate event. Uh-huh. And when I called them, I had two options to either, uh, for voluntary, to sell them at a price determined by them, or an option to put a limit order for between $77 and $88 dollars. And then I told her, because it says that your account may still be affected even if you don't uh, do the voluntary thing, so I asked her about that, and she said that there could, they could do a mandatory buy- buyback. Yeah. So could you explain all that to me?
3: <laughs> well, um, at the risk of trying to explain every minute detail um, in it, but I, I would, so the voluntary buyback, could might or might not come as a um you know as a good thing so this is a company that is going through uh the brazilian courts right now and so uh over uh a number of issues and other companies that may be looking to um be, get involved, uh, you know, in in the company. And I would probably, it's a, let me just say this. I like the company. I think the company has a good future. Uh, I think it is a buy right now, even at the current price that it is in. It is positive for the year. I think it's going to go a little bit further because most of, I'm going to call it uh, the restructuring of uh, what is going. So there's another company that they are possibly going to merge with that is going through the restructuring of their debt. And all of that is a good thing and is all going well. So probably at this point, I would be... I would say put a limit order in at the $88 a share, or that would be one option, and just get out from under it so you don't have to deal with all that is going on, or leave it alone and do nothing, because if they have a mandatory um, company buyback, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why. Um, why they would do that, Um, but if they have to have it, they're probably, if it were to happen today, for instance, they would probably have to give you up and around that $88. They're not going to have a mandatory buyback and, and, and cause harm. That is not likely to happen because that would be a problem for the merger and the SEC and all those kinds of things, not to mention it would be hard for them to prove that they're, they're, they have to offer a lower price than what it might be selling at right now. So I don't think, I mean, I don't know that they could, I mean, they could do it. They could try to do it. I don't know if they could pull it off. 71% of this company is being held by institutions, large, large institutions. Uh, they, they, would, they would throw a fit. It would be a big problem. So, um, I, I mean, I would either, if you don't want to, be thinking about it, and you want to just get out from under all of this because it's stressing you out or you just don't want to, you know, you don't like the uncertainty of it, then I would put a sell order in at $88. Um, you know, and I would suspect that the sell order one way or another probably get executed in the, in the fairly, uh, you know, in the, in the not-too-distant future.
5: Okay, but you think there's still a possibility that that they won't, they won't be doing the mandatory buyback.
3: There's a possibility that they won't. They will do something um, at some point in time, but it may be more of an offer to you. Um, you know, if they if they need the stock, if they need it to make the deal work, but um, you know, there is a possibility that there won't be something mandatory. It'll be more of an offer.
5: Okay. Okay, well, you've answered my question. I okay. appreciate
3: it. Yeah, it's com- I know Thank it's complicated and it's a- always a-, a worry, but generally, and that's not to say, I don't want to say this is going to happen because we're dealing with, uh, you know, you've got to deal with Brazil. It's not just like we're dealing with, um, you know, what, what the Justice Department and, you know, uh, might be, and the SEC would be dealing with. It's, it's a combination of two and. So you never know how those things shake out, but yeah,
5: okay, all well, right. But I've I, I think it's I think it's
3: and... fine. I wouldn't if you if you sell it for eighty eight, that's good. Do it. Hopefully that's would give you a profit. Um, if you sell for eighty eight, uh, if not, yeah, all the more reason profit. not to. But okay, you know, um, so I don't know that it's going to hit its fifty two week high. I don't think it's going to go to one hundred and twenty or anything like that. But um, you know, it's it, it it could get better for you if you just hold it, leave it alone. Okay. Well,
5: thank you very much.
3: You're welcome. Thank you, Linda. God bless. Okay.
5: Eight
3: four four seven zero seven fifty five thirty three. Let me go to Brenda. Brenda's calling us from Texas. Hey, Brenda.
4: Hi, Dan. Uh, this is Brenda. I'm trying to work on my income portfolio still. Okay. Uh, I, Wonder which of the ETFs do you recommend for that?
3: Um, TPHD.
4: Okay, our financial advisor recommended the other one. He said that one was probably too risky. So
3: I. Well, I it's quite—it's it's actually the opposite. Okay. So the T—if right. you're doing an income portfolio, the TPHD is the one that's paying income. The other one is not. Not to say you won't earn some dividend, but they're not going to be paying out um, the, the, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, dividend.
4: Okay, I appreciate that because Charles Schwab is holding it, waiting to make the trade, and I wanted to talk to you first.
3: Yeah, that's, that's, that's the one I would, I would uh, want to see you in. Okay, I sure appreciate it. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. 844-707-5533. And we do have um, lines open. we got another hour before this Father's Day weekend that I didn't know was Father's Day weekend until somebody called this morning on the first hour. But it's Father's Day weekend, and... um, I hope you have a great time. I hope you have good weather wherever you are. We've been, uh, I hate to even say it, because I say we've been getting clobbered with rain, which is nothing compared to what so many people have experienced over the last uh, several weeks. But I um, hope you have a great weekend. If you've got to leave us, if you do have to leave us, I would uh, remind you as you go into the weekend that all that we have is his. It's all the Lord And you know, one thing I love about this ministry, that we have tens of thousands of people that are so much more aware of the sovereign God that we depend upon because they have brought into that dependence their finances. That's a wonderful thing.